Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. We are your IndyCar experience. Well, and this week we've got a special guest with us. Yay! Um, Yay. So we have, <laughs> yep, we have Mike Knapp joining us, um, who got to spend probably more of the weekend than he intended to at Daytona with me. Um, <laughs> no, no, that was that was the perfect amount of time. It was, so, it was so much fun. I know uh, what that perfect amount of time is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was right there. Uh, you do. And unfortunately, there are so few times of the year that, that you don't get overdosed on your Abbey time. I know. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I there are times that I say special prayers for your little introverted soul. <laughs> I'm coming up on one, I think. March I is think almost so. here. Yep. Hope you've enjoyed the winter, bitch, because it's time to come out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, so we uh we are recording on President's Day, so um, we <laughs> wanted to have we did our President's Day interview. We sure did. Um, because... We wanted to make sure you guys could all listen to it on your day off. Uh, so there you're you welcome. Go. So our delayed Valentine's Day episode, you know, we love to discuss relationships and breakups, especially surrounding. Open wheel racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will say, I think I think your Doug's, Doug Bowles interview would have been better on President's Day. It would have, you know, fit a little bit more. But well, I'm I'm very happy to be here in his place, and I will be uh, I will be uh, the proper proxy for him. <laughs> well, we we recorded his a little earlier because you know the man no that was stellar that was, a, that, was a, that was a great interview i listened to it i listened to it uh what was that last wednesday or thursday i thought it was tremendous well thank you yes yeah we uh our our, our original our original interview slot got bumped by by the man rp himself so we uh we take doug bulls anytime we can catch him yeah yeah well i i think rp should be your uh your unicorn goal for the summer i think well there you uh, I feel like there's already a rule at Penske Corporation. Like everybody <laughs> but RP can talk to these two. It's fine. <laughs> well, here's what we'll do. They don't. They don't know who I am. So I'll go in and do an interview in our, with RP, and I'll bring you guys along. And you know what? Are, what are they going to do about it? Well, right. Right. I mean, it is easier to ask forgiveness. I'm yes. really careful. This is a plan. This is what's yes. happening. All yes. right. Sneak attack and, and 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 I'm with a you know I'm with a very legit, um, you know media outlet in the in the Northern Star Northern Illinois student newspaper, so you know I I mean it 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 would work it would work. If nothing else, it's very disarming. They'd be like, oh, that would be great, and then you'd be like, surprise. <laughs> it's true. That's very true. Hey guys, how's it going? Then the riffs come in. <laughs> oh, so yes, we love we love to take this this time of the year every year to talk about what motorsports fans across all all forms of the internet <laughs> love to still <laughs> complain about the split and eventual reunification of open wheel racing. Oh boy! And if you think you that know- people are tired of hearing about this, I encourage you to join a few Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's no, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That that that. I mean, yeah. That that's like the longest drawn out divorce discussion in the history of man. People, <laughs> it, people it, still it, talking about that. 
I think the Catholic Church got back together with the Protestants quicker than open world racing. And, like, take that to your grave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's worse than a schism. I mean, I'm divorced. I don't talk about my divorce with anybody anymore because it happened a long time ago. But this one, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, still, it's still a topic of discussion. I mean, people are still really upset about it. Yes. Yeah. And, like, the I mean, ramifications to this day are still felt like guaranteed spots and everything else. Like that's kind oh. of a byproduct. And my I, God. I mean, and they have become just fighting words. Like, I mean, yeah, the words guaranteed spots, like that will start a bar fight at any race themed barn in Indianapolis. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. immediately. It's like walking into Texas and being like, you know what, boys? If the Alamo would have had a back door, there'd be no heroes in Texas. <laughs> exactly it. I've been waiting for three seasons to work that joke into a podcast, by the way. Thank the both of you. Beautiful. You're welcome. Beautiful. Perfect timing. Um, but, but yeah, no, it is. Uh, people get really, really, uh, really upset about it. So we're going to talk about the coming back together. Oh, reunited and it feels so good. Yeah, ooh, very nice. It's I appreciate it so good. I appreciate that. Although <laughs> you you indicated you, uh, Mike, you had watched a the '93 race to get you in the mood. I mean, yes. anything anything particular about that race you want to just highlight since you took the time to watch it today? Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, of the of the 21 500s I've been to, that's still my favorite. Hmm. Just yeah, just because when you look at um, it was rare for its era because the top 10 all finished within 10 seconds of each other. Um, it was more like a modern IndyCar race when you look at the lead changes and all the crazy drama that went on and and then just just the, the freaking star power in the race. You had Nigel Mansell, you had Mario, you had Big Al, you had Little Al. I mean, you had Michael Andretti. It was just to me, that that was that was the peak. If that was the peak race, I know a lot of people may say a couple years later, '95, but I think '93 was was just '93 was the peak. And I mean, I every time I watch that race, I just remember how it was just my absolute favorite. I sat um, somewhere in turn four that day, <laughs> and. <laughs> and uh, and you know, it was just yeah. Of all the races I've been to, it's still, it's still the one that's my favorite. Just because, you know, I mean, I've been a fan of of the Indy 500 since 1979. So, it all the guys in that race were the guys I grew up idolizing. Mm. And so to see all of that, and actually, especially because that was really the final race for a couple of them. You know, and so, or at least the final race where they're competitive. And so, you know, just there's a lot of nostalgia um, that goes to that race. I mean, because I lived in India at the time. And so, I mean, I was, I was geeked up for the race every day, you know, and it, it was yeah, just yeah. the way, it, the way it was at the time and living in Indy and everything that went on that day. Yeah. That's still my favorite. Very cool. That's very, awesome. Very cool. Well, and yeah. that really was like, I mean, that was, you know, back, I remember being a kid and we would sit on the front porch. Well, first off, we had all kinds of friends and family come in for the race. Um, my grandparents always drove down from Frankfurt and came. 
Um, Zora and Oli usually came. Barb came over, and it was always super fun. We'd sit on the porch and watch the traffic because it would literally be backed up in the streets, even at my mom's house at that time. Um, which we don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we haven't seen. Yeah, it was just it was wild. I mean, and it would just be just totally um, gridlock traffic before and after. My sister and I'd sell lemonade on the sidewalk. Um, yeah, and here's what's really cars funny. in everybody's yards. Yeah, and here's what's really funny is just, of course, the races were always sold out, so most people were getting their tickets on the secondary market. So, like, a week before the race, um, I see the ad in the paper for for these tickets, and I'm like, well, I'll run over and check them out. So I go to this really kind of, like, shady bar on the near, or bar slash liquor store on the near east side, and I go in, I go, I go in the front door, and the guy says, "What can I do for you?" And I said, "I'm here for some tickets." And he kind of motions me to the back, and I'm like, "Okay." Uh, You're so, like, "I don't know what I'm getting myself into here." Yeah, absolutely, it's a drug deal I'm, I'm stumbled into. Yeah. You're gonna right. walk in the back. There's gonna be like exotic animals, a random guy doing tattoos to like a 12 year old. Yeah, and some yeah. tickets. I didn't know. Yeah. So I go, so I go back there, and this guy pulls out this. T- this stack of tickets no lie it's like it's like eight inches thick you know and so so like a like a set of cards he just kind of you know he just kind of goes through them pulls out the two i want so they were 45 dollars at face value and i paid 165 for them in 1993 oh wow i don't know what that converts to now but um, at the time, I was driving a delivery truck, making like eight bucks an hour. So that was that was a pretty massive investment for, uh, for that drive race. Us. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> but, oh, oh my god, mm. that's hilarious! That you really know, puts <laughs> our envelope on top of the refrigerator to shame. It really does. It really does. Yeah, the most we ever had at once was sixteen. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I said to the guy, I go, what are the best ones you have? And and he said, I forget where he'd gotten them from. He claimed he'd gotten them from the Granatelli's, but they were in turn one and they looked, you know, and they were in the upper level first row, looked straight down the track. I'm like, how much are those worth? And he said, 600 apiece. I'm like, no, I'll just take mine. No, that's I'm cool. Thanks, man. You're like, so, oh, thanks for being that number. Bye. So a, so, a kidney, so a kidney, cash, basically. Cash exchanged hands, and I got the heck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like that room was also like in my mind. It was like very poorly lit, like all and grainy, like all of the scenes in the movie The Fight yes. Club. Yes. Yes. Like flickering yeah. light. Yeah. Yes. Flooring. Yeah. yeah. A random stray cat ran across the room as you made the exchange. Yes, it was exactly like that. We <laughs> should Yeah, that that's exactly how you would script it. Yeah. That's how <laughs> you it at least. Well, exactly. Um I'll tell you what, for you to have loved that race that much after what you had to go through to get those tickets. <laughs> I, mean, I think that that story even makes that race more meaningful. Oh I mean, yeah! You had to know that it was going to be like an epic experience starting <laughs> right there, and it and it did. It was it was yeah. an epic experience that day. Mm. Other than we had to sit in the coke lot for two hours before we could get out because there were so many cars. But well, yeah, we lived we lived down by the airport, and I think it took us like from the time we got to our car, it took us like three and a half hours to get home. 
Shoof, damn. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Fun times those days were. See, I've, I've always been a, like, let's hang out and wait kind of person because it's going to take me the same amount of time. It's just, do I want to be stuck in traffic or do I want to be hanging out relaxing? That's what I do. You know what I actually do is we go into the museum. Oh, that's a good idea. Because uh, it's air conditioned. So you go in oh. and, and you drop your stuff off and you get tickets. You just wander around and cool off. Let the traffic clear out. So I'm giving away some great secrets here. And now, like, the, now the museum yeah. is just going to be overrun with people because... They all know it's a great idea. Right. I feel like you're overselling the reach of us, but okay. Well, I feel like you're overselling our clientele because I feel like anybody who works for the museum who might listen to this just thought, oh, shit. Yeah. People are going to try to do this on carb day. Oh, yeah, that's true. Most of this will be carb day crowd. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's more our crowd. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I just thought to myself, that'd be great on carb day. And then I'm like, no, you can't go in a museum on carb day. You can't go no. around any normal Dude. people on carb day. No. I'm like, first off, it's it's way too much light in there. It'll show all of your sins. Uh, <laughs> yep. Nope. You stay outside with the other drunks where you belong. You can't yeah. enter the, the inner sanctum of cars. No, nope. That's kind of your penance. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know your place, peasant. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what would be great though is if they had like they had like priests and booths there, and you could like do a confession. Uh, and after after you did that, and you said your ten hail marys, then you could go inside. Kind of like the priest uh-huh. outside on um, Ash Wednesday. You just do like the run by smudging. I love yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the the drive through ashing that that is my favorite. That's what I I mean. I run downtown or run to a the place downtown and run back. I'm done. Woo. I'm so oh, I'm actually, so proud. I'm so proud of you too. I <laughs> I haven't done that for a long time. It's only because it's right next to me. Let's be really clear about this. Yeah, I gotta figure out when it when and where it's happening at the new hospital. I uh, I oh. I've actually never been to the chapel at this hospital, so probably you should find that too. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to look on the uh, the intranet <laughs> find out. Let's see, my 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 mom, who is like, um, I don't know what you want to call her in in terms of her level of devotion, will be here with me next Wednesday. So, you know, we'll so be you going. will be going again. Yeah, I, you will be going. I yeah, will be going. yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes, you're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it'll be the uh, well, the six weeks of like all the Catholic churches having the drive-through uh, confessions. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're we're like a bunch of priests will all go to one parish so they can just knock out like, basically everybody in the parish in one night. Hey, it's efficiency. It's very efficient. It's very efficient. You have to do that uh, when you go through our CIA. Yeah, uh, it is. Dominus so many, you're all good. Yep. Oh, but and you get the choice of if you want to uh, do with a screen or not. Most people don't do the screen anymore. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I, without the screen, it's better. Yeah, I think so. Oh well, back to reunification. Yes. Which of, of which should make everyone happy? Of open wheels and not of religions. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I guess what years? What year do we want to say the reunification technically started? See, like that's odd. like there was the merger in '08, but mm-hmm. I think that's like the technical start. But like, really, 
I mean, do you want to go back to Champ Car or like when Cart started to kind of in 2001? Yeah, when they started to creep back into the 500 after the super failed US 500. I mean, you can start any which way. So, oh, so God. do you think though? Do you think um, Jimmy Vassar still uh, does he ever regret that comment? When he when he won the the first BS US five hundred when <laughs> everybody crashed and they're like hey take your backups off the off the rigs and and we'll just start over and then he wins this BS race and then says oh who needs milk do you think he like still feels that way I feel like or, deep in nah. his soul he probably is like ooh history I, will judge me incorrectly for that statement <laughs> I but at the like, time so I did it. I mean, I feel like he only barely meant it at the time because yeah, well, that's like true. it's it's the five hundred. Like, I understand that like you're standing on principle here, but at the same time, like some things are bigger than you. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of bluster, and he's like, "This is cool," and then looking back at it, he was like, "Oh, not cool." Yeah, yeah. That, was... that that did not end well for me. Not so well, and and it, speaking of the '93 race, it didn't end well for Emerson Fittipaldi when he wanted to. <laughs> Drink orange juice in victory lane either. I wasn't going to bring that up when you mentioned 93, (laughs) but in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, boy, that race. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. I just want to say, I I honestly don't even have a problem with the fact that he, like, I I know that a lot of people lost their damn minds over that. I really don't care. Like, it's a tradition. You drink milk. But if somebody really hates milk or is, like, lactose intolerant or whatever, I don't care. I'm not. Like they do I, like, have like uh, almond and soy milk now. I mean, I'm sure at the time they did not. They I'm did sure not. at the time they didn't, but I just I think people overreacted to that. But with people overreacting, I will say I don't know how in the hell those people who thought that that billboard was going to stand, the people that are like against the balloons, which I'm not saying they're wrong, <clears throat> but but that billboard lasted like two and a half hours, and I'm like, did you not see what people did when Emerson fucking Fittipaldi drank orange juice? Like, they were ready to burn him at the stake, and you think you're going to get away with the billboard. <laughs> you can't come with traditions of this race. People are insane about it. Right? Yeah. And and for good reason. I mean, uh, you know, there's just certain things that, I mean, I don't hold it against him, because realistically, I'm going to say right now, I mean, of that era, he was like my favorite driver. I mean, when you look at his record at Indy from 88-89 to, like, 95, he could have won the race five times. Mm. I mean, he was so good, you know, so I really liked him. So it was just kind of when you decide to, you know, pitch his own personal stuff in victory lane, I was a little upset, but I wasn't heartbroken by it or anything like that. I knew it was a bad move at the time, but (laughs) I wasn't. And now now he recognizes that it was a really bad move. Yeah. You know, but... (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was just kind of you go, oh, no, darn it. Yeah, Yeah. you know, as as somebody who is a semi-PR professional, that, that, who signed off on that? I mean, if I I were were his PR guy, I would have drank that bottle myself and been like, oh, sorry, dude, you got to drink the milk. I know. There's no orange juice here. I drank all of it. I drank all of it. He didn't tell anybody ahead of time, just did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he had to, because, yeah. Somebody would have been like, nope, no. just pour it over your no. head if you don't want to drink it. I don't care, just uh, pour it over your head. Oh, that'd just be nasty and sticky, though. 
I know, but they all do it now. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, ah, guys, and the... it, it looks horrible. <laughs> I'm just going to oh. say it. Us. Yeah. Did it, did you read the story? Was it was it Jeff Glock that wrote about the, you know, he hung out with with Simon for several hours after the race and wrote about it, and just yeah, the the nastiness and the smell. And at some oh, point, Simon had to go in the bathroom and wash his hair with hand soap. And oh, yeah, God. it was it was just nasty. I mean, if you think about it, it's you know forever in a car, so they sweat. Mm-hmm. Probably two thirds of that field have wet themselves. Because you're not, yeah, you know, and then Plus all the yeah. dirt and tire grit. And then you had milk on top of that in the Dairy. middle of a hot day. Like, no, yeah. God. Curling in the sun. I think oh, the, the first thing they should do when they get out of victory lane is just get hosed down. Just hose them down. It's, it's fine. Just hit them with some water, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's first responders week the week before. Just let the firemen do it. Let them have some fun. Yeah. Or now as they lift the car up on the hydraulics kind of think of it like a like a car wash just some water right there as they rise up i love it i think I'd which turn... i i'm pumped that that's coming back i know I too yeah i mean i won't i won't be like you two that i won't be able to like see it from my seats because i'm in the southwest vista but just the just the idea of it's really cool it is very cool because yeah. i mean i, I yeah. mean our rp is just hitting home run after home run right now oh and... gosh yes yeah, I, I can't I can't believe how fortunate we are to be here at this time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I know he um he is such a visionary. And it and I, I just sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying everybody who was you know, when they first announced it, they were like, Oh, he's just gonna like ruin it. He's not gonna like X, Y, and Z. Everybody was so paranoid and now I just wanna be like, Where's your paranoia now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where's your paranoia? It's fine. Well, yeah. this is the true reunification because <laughs> Penske now owns CART. I mean. And IndyCar IRL. Really? If you want to talk about like, when did it officially happen? I think it was January of 2020. <laughs> 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 Which I do enjoy that people noted that. I do as well. The The irony was not lost on me. No, no, not at all. I'm just amazed by the man. I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of lazy by nature and I have to sleep nine, like nine or 10 hours a night and how this guy does what he does is just, I can't, I can't fathom it. Uh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I've, I've expressed my theories. Yeah. Be careful when you shake Roger Penske's hand. I mean, he's stealing time from you. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he has special magical powers. There's no other explanation. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, like my my mom's the same age as he is, and she's killing it, but it's like she admits that she says, oh, I'm a lot more tired now than I used to be. You know, Roger didn't do that. He just, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I hope he lives to be 100. I hope he does, too. <laughs> I mean, oh, feel like if he does live to be 100, he's still going to be pulling an all-nighter at the Rolex 24. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> and, he, and he's going to oh, win, like, God. 10 more 500s between now and then. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and but only I, one by I, Joseph. Dun, dun. Oh, sorry, Joseph. Bless his heart. I hope he does this year. Just He's got to get off the schneid sooner or later. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would love that for Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not putting not, any money on it though. Exactly. I'm just not spending yeah. any more money on a Joseph Newgarden 500 bet. I have lost too much. I know. Sorry, buddy. I just I can't do it. No, nope. can't pull it off of this equipment. Plus, I'm hoping Simon pulls it back to back. Obviously, I do too. It'd be interesting. That'd be fun to see. I do too because it's okay. So Alex Rossi's my favorite driver, and he always will be. Yeah. But last year, getting to go, I mean, I went to twelve races, and just being in the press room and watching how Simon grew, you know, in his confidence mm-hmm. and everything else as the season went on was just the coolest thing. And, and, um, you know, I have it up on, on, um, my podcast, little podcast world, but, you know, just a three minute interview I did with him in Toronto. And I, and I came away from that interview and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's one of my favorites too. Just for just, oh my gosh, he had so much confidence and, and he just felt like a world beater at the time. And mm-hmm. that was after qualifying that day. And then he went out and he kicked everybody's asses the next day. Oh, that I still one of the favorite interviews I did last year. He's such a great guy. Yeah, that too. That well, too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's, yeah. And he, I just, I love his personality. And I'm so glad that, <clears throat> that he's gotten to like, to really showcase that in a mainstream way since, uh, yeah, since last May. Cause yeah, he's so much fun in interviews. <laughs> yeah, he cracks us up. And, and he has he has your back in a press room if somebody tries to cut your cut you in line. <laughs> true though. It's true. This old man tried to butt in and I was like, "Excuse me, sir. We were here first. And he tried to start a fight. And Simon was like, "Sir, they they were waiting." And then, and then turn and gave us each a hug. And I was like, I love you. Thank you. Hey, sometimes you got to post up in the, in the media center. I mean, you know, you got to, uh, you know, throw defend some elbows. Yeah. You throw some elbows, man. Well, that's what I had to do that weekend to get that interview. It was like, you know how this stuff works. They oh, go through yeah. the room and people raise their hands and you get to ask questions. I had my hand up the entire time. Nobody brought the microphone back to me. Oh, so, so I'm like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going up to his assistant, Kristen, and I'm saying, can I have 30 seconds with him? Yeah. And so I did. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Which, before we forget, and I'll try and remember to do this again at the end, where can people find you, Mike? They can find me on 15daysinmay.com. <laughs> That's my blog. And on the Rumble Strip on SoundCloud. That's my Ooh. little tiny um, podcast. I, I like, like that name. Look at that. Ooh, I like that yeah. name. <laughs> awesome. Wasn't my idea. It's a long story, and it probably is better told off air sitting at the Flamingo Lounge. Which did okay. you guys talk about that? We did. We yeah. are. Um, we are still we are defining in. it. Yeah. So that's a Flamingo Lounge story. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> exactly what it was made for. Excellent. And so for those of you who are listening who have no idea what the Flamingo Lounge is, well, you're not alone. We're still we're still defining it. But uh, I don't know either. No, just kidding. Yeah. We don't, nobody knows. Um, no. Nobody it's the knows. Schrodinger's cat of fan events. Um, no. So. <laughs> uh, that was for our smart listeners. Um, so 
Um, anyhow, it is it is going to be what I can tell you is that it's going to be a, a fun experience um, for you guys at at races. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different than the FCFG Unplugged, which we are still going to have. So anyhow, mm-hmm. keep, stay tuned. Sports fans. Yeah, stay tuned. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to DJ if you're ready to go to that level too. I mean, we will always take DJs. We mm-hmm. will. Yeah. But but as long as it's understood that like Molly and I get to take over at any time because yeah. sometimes Good we want to be in charge. Especially well, there's no, uh, no problem with that. Cool. <laughs> then you're our kind of DJ. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Our other DJ is exactly the same way. DJ uh, I'm here. I'm here for the fans. There you go. I mean, we got we got Mima's to rock out. If you can pull the Mima's, you can pull anybody. There we go. If the Mima uh, save the world. Yeah, we have we're just gonna talk about Indy five hundred stuff, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That's okay. We can go back to it. We can no, go back to we, re- we got, stuff. I mean That's the problem is we had like a huge big announcement, like why not? It's cool. Yeah. What's so, what's our announcement? Well all the all the stuff, all the stuff that stuff they're gonna happen. improve. So so yeah. 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 So That's it. So, yeah, so the open wheel's back together. Um, if you're still bitching about it, good over yourselves. Um, who hurt you? Um, there are lots of therapists available. There's no shame in seeking help. Um, yeah. All right. On to cool things we're going to see this 500. <laughs> wow, that took, a, that took quite the turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm totally down to just, to just yeah, do that. We're kind of just, you know, I was like, man, we're a... Uh, we're like 30 minutes in and we have spent but three minutes on unification. Yeah. So I'm totally okay. fine with it because I mean, we, we really did have a lot of cool announcements happen. Yeah. So biggest purse. Whoa. Was it and 13, 13 mil? 15 million. 15. I was like, wait, add and two to the that. Winner, it's guaranteed $2 million. Now, one of the things, one of the little, uh, intricacies of that that I enjoyed is that you know there's the what is it the winner circle yes um or leader circle or whatever it is you know for people that are full-time entries and so they get bonus monies um if they win but you know and so because RP wants to encourage more teams to be full-time and wants to you know incentivize that but at the same time it's a guarantee two million even if you are a one-off driver because he doesn't want to de-incentivize people from being one-off drivers so I, I thought that the way they, they balanced that was, was very cool. Yeah. And that's the tough part with, with some of the, the one-offs is that realistically, other than finishing in maybe the top five or something like that, you, you were pretty much set on getting, what, $240,000, $250,000 no matter where you finished in the field, which kind of defeats the purpose of trying to bring. Because what we have to keep in mind is sometimes teams will start off as one-offs and then maybe add a couple races the next year, a couple races the next year. And it's like you just can't really penalize those teams that are trying to break into the series by saying, well, you're only going to get crumbs from compared to what everybody else gets. I mean, if you go out and you race your way into the top 10, you should get top 10 money. It shouldn't matter whether you're a full-time team or not. I think the indie pay structure has to be yeah, you got to lean a little towards the full-time teams because they're the ones making most of the commitment. But you also have to say, hey, there's got to be some incentive to teams to to come here and, and run well at the 500 and then use that to build on to maybe something better. Exactly. 
Absolutely. And I think that's similar to what happened with, you know, MSRs. They started, you know, indie and then grew and grew and grew. And yeah, you can't de-incentivize people who are who are going to give it like a one shot and kind of, okay, well, we survived this race. How much, you know, do we want to go back in and how much for? So, yeah, I think that's very smart. I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, yeah I am as because- well. You know, when, especially when you consider how expensive it is to run the Indy 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I got a little bit of a taste of that when I was um, helping out with Buddy Lazier back in 17 and just the amount of money that you had to come up with just to, to have a one-off effort. And really, a lot of those one-offs, short of winning the race, you're not going to make money. Yeah. You know, so so you have to – but, yeah, I think you have to put them on a level playing field – so they can continue. What if a team finishes in, let's say somebody rolls the dice, gets everything right, and finishes the top five, and then all of a sudden says, hey, we're going to race in Texas in two weeks. You know, that doesn't, you know, that that helps the series more than hurts it. You yeah, know, it does. Well, and it, it gains more sponsors. and <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you have to give those teams a chance to continue. Rather than say, okay, well, we'll try and run one-offs and, well, you know, we're going to have to keep asking for a lot more money. No, give them the chance to, you know, or even offer something. Hey, the highest one-off gets to race to Texas. Here we go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The highest one-off, not on on a massive team, though. You know, I'm not saying, like, the highest one-off is somebody's from, like, Andretti or Penske or something like that, but yeah. you know, like some your of the small one-off teams. Team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, give them a little bit of incentive to keep going. I think it's that's great. A, that's a great idea. Well, and especially the Texas idea, because, you know, that's our other, our only other super speedway on the, uh, on the calendar, and it's two weeks after, and mm-hmm. yeah. well, and we've developed a love affair with that track in that race, so. Oh my gosh. I did two last year, so right. Oh, it's it's just weekend. Oh, it's yeah. just the best. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it being a Saturday night race, you can get back and home for work on Monday. I mean, <laughs> no, it is really nice the, though. Yeah. Or not, or or drive to Atlanta and play in a golf outing the next well, one Monday, like I do. But you can do that. But <laughs> some of us have to work. Yeah, I believe I have to work as well. Yeah, that's what I did last year. Very nice. <laughs> and we get to have a margarita pool party that Saturday morning. It's it's fabulous. At the Motel 6? Yes. You know it. Oh, my gosh. So, if anybody's around, you or, know or, or, should, or should you say, or should you call it the hotel full of dorm rooms? Yep. Yep, that was exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, I mean. Worked for us. But it hey, worked. But, hey, it has a shower. It has air. And a, and, a and a refrigerator. And a yep. refrigerator and a pool. And a mini so, fridge, yep. Yep, yeah. that's all we needed. Checks all the boxes. Yeah. Sure does. <laughs> Let's see. Um, also adding 75 minutes. <laughs> or not adding 75 minutes. Expanding the last road shootout to 75 minutes. So at least everybody will get one full attempt and probably more. Yes, everybody gets one guaranteed attempt, and then they can run as many times as they want. Now, they did not discuss whether or not it's going to be the same rules as, like, which I, you know, 
that you throw your time away or if they're going to have two lanes or yeah, I don't know. Oh, but the man. more time you have cars on track, the better. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, that, that's just, that was my argument last year when people were sort of upset with the, the format and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, you have cars on track all day Saturday. You have cars on track all day Sunday. And, you know, going back to, let's go back to the old days. Cause I mean, yeah. I started going to pole day in 79 and there were years where they would qualify seven cars on the first day. Or 10 cars on the first day. So you'd get there at 11, you'd stay there till 6, and you'd see maybe in that time 15 people try and qualify. Mm-hmm. You know, so when people sit there and complain, I'm like, you know, you, the old days weren't always the best when when you think about it. I mean, they're offering the chance for, you know, very little money to get in. You get to bring in your own stuff. You get to do pretty much whatever you want. And they put cars on track all day. I just don't see any negatives to that. No, I mean, granted, I, I think when they first announced it, it was, it was one of those like, well, how is this going to work? Um, it worked great. So, yeah. It really did. I enjoyed did. the double shootout. Yeah, because it does. It bookends yeah. the weekend with a lot of excitement. It's not just, I mean, the last, or the, the front row, you know, the poll is always going to be my favorite. But, like, that last row shootout, I was like, oh, Okay, there's a lot of excitement here. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. And I love that we're going to have NBC broadcasting both days. Um, It's going to be on network TV both days. And that just, yeah, that that takes me back. Um, Well, I think (laughs) it's also something that translates, like, the the races translate well to to TV, but, like, this kind of, like, bump, you know, this semi-bump qualifying setup really does kind of translate to television like you've got like one sh- you know especially for the fast nine you know that one shot and it's like oh god you know that really oh i'm excited i think these are both gonna look really well on tv i agree yeah you know i think the best thing they've really done is how much better they are with the in-car cameras and like mm. you can see these guys when they're out qualifying and i mean they're so far on the edge and you can see on the camera how heavy they're breathing and just everything. And it's like, that just, to me, I mean, I'm such a geek about it. The To me, that's just the coolest stuff. I mean, you could just see just the stress and the pressure and, and everything like that. And that's really, that's one thing you can't translate. It's hard to translate from racing. Like, you know, you look at another sport, any other sport, say baseball or, or whatever. And, you know, basically two out in the ninth inning, you can feel the pressure that way obviously you know but but in a race car a guy trying to qualify at 230 miles an hour if you just show you know shots of the car and and the car going around the track when you get to the end car and you really see the human element and how absolutely hard that is that that just takes it to another level for me yeah i I agree well and molly you pointed this out last season the addition of the nose cone camera it just tell it shows the speed in a way so that no more. other angle yeah. does. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, the stands just flew past. You're like, okay, well, this is it, yeah. you know. Because it feel so... like you're going that fast, finally. Yeah, it's so close to the ground. I'm like, I, I don't feel like it has ever been, I don't feel like the speed has ever been as well shown mm-hmm. <laughs> as it is with that angle. Mm. Yeah, those were a great addition. Oh. Yeah, because just to try and get that, that feeling of 240 miles an hour into turn one, to try and get that feeling to the viewer 
is is just so important because that's really what uh, what indie's about is just how ballsy Sweet. you are going into turn one. That's yeah. really what it's about. <laughs> I mean, forget the rest. Forget the rest of the two and a half miles. It's how ballsy you are going into turn one because that makes your entire lap. Yeah, I mean, why do you think those are the most expensive seats? <laughs> why, <laughs> why do you think that's where we sit? Yeah. Why do you think that's why I love sitting there? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why Why do you think there's a uh, a minimum? You have to have been getting tickets for a minimum of 20 years before you can even ask to move to East Stand. Yeah. yeah. Which we've been asking. <laughs> no, we're just waiting. Yeah, we, 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 we put in over two decades. We're, we're working that way. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was also something uh, very cool that uh, Doug Bowles mentioned that Roger Penske went around and actually sat in the different seats that he owns that he's never like sat in for a race. <laughs> Sorry, it was also really hysterical. To it me. was very funny. Um, <laughs> although I know people that have multiple race tickets, like, um, you know, Zoran Oli had multiple, they have a set of four and they have a set of two. And it, I was always like, why do they have that random? And then at some point I was like, maybe I'll add on two randoms. And, but but yeah, but it corrects me. But I enjoy that he actually went around and he wanted to sit in those seats and like see that view from that angle. And I think that that attitude of like, let me let me look at this through a fan's eyes is yeah. is what is going to make this May just epic. I know Roger wouldn't have been up for it, but I wish somebody had taken I wish they could have taken a camera along to see some of the stuff that he did. To yeah. see like Roger sitting in the stands or or even like Doug said about you don't go by a door without Roger wanting to open it and see what's in there. No, you know, I would no. to go to go into a couple of those to go into a couple of those little workrooms and see Roger in there just completely reconstructing the room would have yeah. been really cool. That would have been. <laughs> oh gosh. Great content. Because that's what's amazing about Roger is, like, you don't point to a door and go, yeah, that's just a storage room, whatever, whatever. To most of us, it's like, okay, well, okay, cool, let's move on. To Roger, it's, let's open the door and see how to make that room better. Yeah, what's in there? What are we storing? Do we need to store it? Because we can use this room for other things. Like, like, what else can we use this room for? yeah, Yeah. Everything is about, yeah, maximizing potential. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And yeah, I love, I love that. It's just, all right, nope, this is good, but can we make it better? Yeah. Like, like Veteran Stadium back in the day in Philadelphia, where can we put to jail? <laughs> you know, yeah. the race day jail where you like bring everybody and put them in there. <laughs> uh, I don't think, do we have a race? Do we have a jail anywhere? I don't think so. I don't no. think we do. I'm like, no, I, um, typically you, Mm, you know what? Nope, I'm not allowed to say this out loud. Never mind. I'll tell you afterwards. Do I'm laws sorry. even exist? Oh no, laws exist. Um, oh, yeah, okay. they do. They uh, do, fact, but <laughs> they do. And in fact, my dad had uh, but three rules um, for the Indy 500 weekend because um, he was a police officer, and so he said there are only three ways that you get arrested that weekend. One, by doing hard drugs like oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cocaine yeah. Yeah, they should be shot. And smoking meth in front of a cop. Yep. And mind the caveat, in front of a cop. Yeah. Uh, number two, get into a fight in front of a cop. Yep. Number three, be such a complete fucking dumbass that the cop doesn't mind the paperwork of arresting you. 
Mm-hmm. And then he would end that with, if you do any of those three things, don't call me. I mean. And then he would send us on our way to walk Georgetown Road on Saturday night. Uh-huh. Bye, kids. Be good. See you later. Right? Like, these are the rules. If, if you, like, that, that's it. That's the only things. Um, but, yeah, no, I know that um, they utilize paddy wagons. Um, I also know that they utilize buses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, people who get arrested nowadays are lucky because they will have court on Monday. Uh, they didn't used to. You used to have to wait till Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think they actually added in that court just for the for the race. I'm going to be real honest about that. I'm positive they did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, they're not taking out the urinals. I just I feel like we need to say that again. Yeah. So if if anybody missed that, I I soft broke that news um, on Twitter. Um, they are not taking out the troughs um, permanently. I know we all saw the pictures. What they are doing is they are replacing some of the older troughs that are not as reliable, and they are replacing them with new troughs. So, all right, Fret. You no know more. what I? You know what I'd like as a guy is the fact that okay, so I go to Wrigley Field all the time, and they have troughs. Troughs don't bother me. It's looking across to the other trough across from me. And watching that person, if they just put a wall up between the two troughs, I'd be all good. That's, that's what they do at Wrigley Field. That's what they do at Wrigley Field. You know, that's a valid point. I don't think I could pee with a stranger looking at me. And like, if like, I mean, I could totally pee without any doors. But if I was looking into a stall across from me, that would be weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That, here's the other thing about the bathrooms. Which is surprising is that, for me, but yeah. yeah. Because, and here, be totally serious about the bathrooms. What I say is that I think sometimes we get conditioned to the fact, for some of us that have been going to the race forever, you get conditioned to the fact that, well, it's just indie, so they have crappy bathrooms. But, yeah. you know, like when we went to Daytona last month, I mean, those bathrooms are palaces. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. that should that should be the expectation. You know, I mean, not to just sit there and say, oh, well, it's indie, so it's all cool. But, I mean, any other stadium, any other arena you go to has really nice bathrooms, really nice facilities, and they they get people to clean them up as the event goes on and do it. And, and I really think that's what, because we've got to think that, okay, so there are the people like us who go to the race and are okay with pretty much everything, but there are also a lot of people who are going for the first time or the second time, and mm-hmm. they just might have higher standards. You know, so, I mean, the goal is is to meet people with, you know, to meet the needs of people with high standards. And then, you know, the rest of us will be comfortable with it as well. I mean, I agree. Although I will say that even in some of the shadier bathrooms at IMS, they always have a mirror in the women's restroom. And that cannot be said about (laughs) Daytona. And I'll tell you what, having even one tiny old mirror in a bathroom it's just necessary, okay? Like, especially, like, that drives me insane at the Rolex every year that that bathroom by where we camp doesn't have a single fucking mirror in the whole place. Oh, it really? Just, it, Ours does? What? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take that off the wall next year. <laughs> I need I need a picture. Like, is it screwed in? I mean, I will bring the tools. I don't remember, but, but there was one. I mean, it's fine. You can take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're... Yeah, because then I, every time, and every year I forget, and then I'm like, uh, I have to go sit in the van and flip down the rearview mirror to have a mirror. Yeah. Just want to do my lipstick in the bathroom like a normal person. Yeah, there's that, a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's understandable. 
so let's see some other the exciting things. Oh, the lighted signs. Which will yes. not say RP's Party Palace, so. <laughs> Roger P's Party Palace. I know. Just fine. Um, I do. I know. Card shirts. I yeah, this is happening. I do know, like most people, really won't think that this is a big deal. But like the whole widening around Georgetown Road. Oh, no, that is massive. Such, I know, but so, so if excited. most people don't really like, unless you've stared at it and gone like, oh, that's what it means. Like it's a huge deal for everybody. It's everybody. gonna be so much nicer for us. So much room yeah. for funtivities. Oh my gosh, so much room for funtivities. Our yeah. buddy Sandy, he's going to be moved out from his usual spot at the gate. Aw, well I'm sure we'll just move the gate over. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's always got a canopy anyway. Yeah, he's fine. He's you know what would be really sweet is they should like extend that all the way across Georgetown and then build another deck of seats. That's all I'm saying. Well... There's there's some properties <laughs> that uh, that are holding on to their ownership. Yeah. So they do still have to have access, but but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Everybody goes, why aren't they doing? I was like, no, no, there's still some property there. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, anybody that that tried to fight their way through the crowd, uh-huh. um, you know, inside the the grounds there along Georgetown, that, that was just awful. Oh, way, way back in, I think when I was like 14 or 15, I started not walking back to the house with the family. I was just like, I'll see you at the house because we used to be people that would leave immediately after the race because a lot of the family would get back and like hop in the car and go, which again is a plan I've never supported. But, um, but anyhow, but yeah, it was so bottlenecked and so crowded that I was like, there's no way in hell I'm staying with you people. Like, I will just see you at the house. I'm going to just weave through this crowd. And yeah. so, yeah, now, I mean, part of the reason we, we wait, I mean, we enjoy seeing all the festivities afterwards. But it's also because yeah. I don't I don't need to almost get trampled to death. Like, this is not Menards on Black Friday. I don't. It's not <laughs> worth it. Like, not worth it. It's not worth it. There, there is no really good rug for $30 at the end of this particular, particular gauntlet. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. I will just, I'll just hang out in my seats. So, no, that's going to be so nice. I think it's really going to help with the bottlenecking. Yeah. yeah. And I'm with you because the biggest thing is, it's like, you just, you just take time after the race to take it all in because it's not going to happen for another, another year. Yeah. You know, so I, that's what I really like is just sitting in and, and just kind of, you know, basking and talking about what we just saw and everything that was going on. And yeah, just, just taking it in because you're it's- not going to see it for a while. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's it's really fun for me to stay in the stands because there's not a lot of people that do. And yeah. so it's it becomes kind of almost this intimate kind of experience where it feels, you know, doesn't feel like you were there with, you know, 300,000 of your closest friends. Um, and always you see the super hardcore fans for whoever just won. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, the year that Sato won, there was um, a fan next to us who was a huge Sato fan who um, was a Japanese-American, but spoke Japanese. And so we saw him, you know, and he's wearing his Sato stuff, and he's losing it, and, like, we high-fived him. And then he told us this great story about how he met Sato, like, two races prior, and he spoke Japanese to him. And, you know, yeah. you just 
it's it's just great. I love. I mean, I always love meeting race fans and hearing their stories and whatever. And so yeah, yeah. that that moment after the 500, you know, since it's kind of bittersweet, it's nice to have that little, you know, that that more intimate experience of like, okay, here are the people who are still here and yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. yeah, because when I was covering minor league baseball, and I remember after the last home game of the season, and I'd written my story, and they turned the lights off, and the people were just cleaning up and everything, and I would just go sit out in the stadium for 15, 20 minutes and look around the field and just remember the whole summer and remember the good times I had and everything like that, and Indy's kind of the same, where I just like to sit there and, you know, I mean, I and, and especially now it's a tradition that my two boys come with me. So Mm -hmm. it's just great to really sit there and, and really think about, you know, all of it. I mean, just the race, the tradition, a hundred some years that this has been going on. I mean, you know, I'd I'd sit there until it got dark if they let me, (laughs) I would, I would. No, I I think we'd all be with you on that one. (laughs) I mean, you've got till six when the gates close. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Not with that um, attitude. <laughs> that's true. It's a lot except of ground. For, except for Find the year me. it rained. Except for the year it rained when they were still racing at 7.30 or whatever that was. Was that 07? Right. I think oh. it was 07, yeah. Um, is that the tornado year? <laughs> it, no, it was tornado no. year. No. Or is the tornado year. Yeah. Seven, wait, wait, which but, year was tornado year? <laughs> yeah, that was 04. Uh, that was seven, seven was when they did the miraculous job of drying the track, and then they raced for a while, and it rained again, and then yes. um, Daria won. Yeah. Eh. Okay. No. Yes. I was there. No, no, no. I, I believe you. There was another year that went really <laughs> late as well, but it was before 07, because um, yeah. it was the year that I was so hungover I actually left, but then it rained so long that like by the time i taken a nap i only missed like 20 laps it's like yeah. the year you graduated from nursing college right or, was, no oh it was the year i got in yeah sorry it's the year you got in uh-huh. so yeah what year was that um that would have been oh five yep it's like yep. well wait a minute i was like wait a second yeah well, I, hit, I hit it hard that year well who doesn't i mean i was really excited we had a lot to celebrate that letter um, came one carb day it was yeah it was ordained there's just one big blur yeah uh, yeah yeah also, a lot of as, shots as we were um talking about earlier video boards uh video boards which oh. i i'm i'm excited about that so there's going to be more yes. boards around that just have you know like timing and scoring info there's going to be banners on the big boards so that the timing and scoring doesn't take away from the action because they realized they were trying to put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag um so we're just adding another bag excited about that and there's going to be screens in the paddock area which i am excited about however it's horribly ironic because i just changed our seats yeah Uh, to, to move further down because we couldn't see the screens from where we were but it's it's fine it's fine. it's fine. And then you got screens that are going to be behind us. Um, but it's cool. It's fine. I'm not and bitter. And of course, the um, big media wall on the pagoda. Oh, now that's awesome. A hundred feet. Yeah, that's by great. 18. I don't even, like, I'm like, what is it? I'm just, oof. I don't, I'm just excited to see it in person and like up and running that first day. I might sit there for like a good two hours. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, we love to sit in that plaza and hang out in between gigs and doing stuff. And, and it's just a, we can sit under the trees you can get a little shade in the middle of the day. You're hanging out with all of the other peepaws who are drinking, you know, yep. good. you good see day. Carl G. Fisher, the fourth, mm-hmm. always, always. If you oh, don't know he- who he is, he, he looks like he should be in a Jurassic Park movie. Stop it. <laughs> he does, though. He's very nice, but he does. He just uh, it's a great place to people watch, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's half the reason I like to stay there is because shit's going down. <laughs> yeah. And you should also say hello to the, uh, I say one of our favorite yellow shirts who always works the plaza area, Napoleon. Yep. Tell him we sent you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll recognize him because he always has a Fast Cars, Fast Girls button on his hat. Oh. Lucky yeah. him. Do you yep. have more of those buttons? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like one if you had more. I know. Look at how we both are like. I know. I I'm I like. I found a couple, actually. I think I've, I actually have a couple. I, I found a few before Daytona, which was convenient because the, um, the, the guy who. Hey, what are you doing? What right. I'm, Keep talking. All right. Oh, no. yeah. When I met one of the sponsors for Meyer Shank Racing, I didn't have a business card on me, which I mean, I turned and I was like, shit, Flat Molly didn't bring business cards. Um, and and I was like, here, and I took my button off and gave it to him. I was like, here, that way you don't forget. Uh, I've had but yeah. that before. Yep. Sorry, my dog was eating something. Oh, uh, no, you're fine. I just started barking. So it's cool. It is. Uh, but yeah, so I am down to my last button, but I actually am going to order more. So we will get you a button. Okay. Okay. As long as I get one by May, it's all good. Definitely. Oh, that's definitely happening. <laughs> she said maybe, not knowing when all goes into it. But yeah, sure. No, no, no I'm going to have it by SAP. So it was a real quick turnaround time on that order. That's true. So, yep. So I was ordering some other supplies today. So, yes. Close. So, so this is kind of going along with the the reunification theme, but opinions on the apron and why Robin Miller is hanging on to that forever. Is Robin Miller? (laughs) Oh, second of all, I didn't know that I could love Roger Penske even more, but I did after that exchange. God, that was the funniest shit ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He was like, oh, I don't, I don't, that's not in the budget as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then like Robin Miller waits for a real answer and RP just shut it down. Yeah. I'm not really into that discussion today. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, I'll tell you what, the last time my grandma shut a discussion down like that, it ended with, and I'd appreciate it if you and your shit were the fuck out of my house when I got up tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, like, whew. I was, yeah, I have, I've never been a bigger Roger Penske fan than in that moment. Um, why I think Robin Miller brought it up because, well, if I could sum up Robin Miller in one word, mm. it'd be a hyphenated word and it would be clickbait. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not mad at him because he's appealing to his base. Right. Right. But yeah, he did that because it's sensationalized. Absolutely. I know Molly has more thoughts on uh, Robin Miller, but she's going to be good and not say them on air. Yes. <laughs> but if you if you come to the Flamingo Lounge, I will say a lot of things off air. But you know, uh, yeah, that's yeah. 
But that's uh, like the FG after dark conversation. It just like, come on, bro. It's just. I get it. He had. I mean, yeah, you're right. He had to ask his base wanted to know. Fine. Like yeah. the other piece, just sometimes you want to be like, did you throw away a question a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, like the person who asked how much Penske paid for the place. Like, why? Yeah. You're you're not gonna get an answer on that. Like, get over yourself. At least no. that question didn't piss him off, though. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is what point or what part of the apron is really freaking unsafe. Does he and his minions not understand? You know, I mean, we were changing the 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 angle into the corner where that the nose is pointing straight at the outside wall in the in the apron, and we're and people would be okay with that. Forget it. I mean, look at um, Bordet's crash a couple years ago. Oof. Could you imagine if he'd have been under the white line on an old apron and that happened? I mean, they'd have scraped him up with a spatula. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's also about like you know, be, knowing your drivers, if, mm-hmm. if you pave it, they're going to drive on it. Absolutely. If you pave it, they will race. They will use every inch of available track, period. Oh, exactly. The only way to guarantee that they don't do that is to plant grass there. Yeah. Yes. And Ferrucci still might use it. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. He has no fear. Oh, oh dude, gosh, I no. I really enjoyed his his rookie year. Mm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, you know, you know what I liked about him is that like of all the drivers that I spoke to and interviewed during the year, he was the only one that would like come up to me afterwards and say hello, or if he was driving by on his car, he would stop and he'd shake hands and say hello. I just I just really appreciated that from him. Yeah. Yeah, like he, uh, yeah, he was he was so nice at Daytona, and like T. Swain asked him a couple questions, and you know he just, yeah, it's like he took the time. He didn't, you know, it's like he obviously was on the way somewhere, but he didn't act like he was in a huge rush or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was the one that was like, okay, well, let's let's let him go. You're like, oh, all right, he's probably got to be somewhere. Right, I'm like, he's got to be somewhere. He's here without a handler. Like, okay, let's let's let the man go. Um, but yeah, it's like you know we were all a little toasted. I mean. <laughs> Tom, no. Tom was in it hard that morning, so. <laughs> oh, he was fun, though. Um, yeah. Tom, when did you guys talk to him? Did I miss that? Um, oh, yeah. It was before um, It was before we went to our seats. It was when we, um, before we went to, like, the grassy area. Down oh. Straight away. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was when I slept in. Not mad at you. <laughs> but yeah, no, we ran into him there and yeah, it was great. Took a picture oh. of Flat Molly, of course. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and like we Flat, chatted with Flat Molly was the hit of the weekend. Yeah. That's all yeah. I got to say. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. She uh she's more popular than both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we all knew that was gonna happen at some point. I mean, yeah. I mean it is a great photo, so you know. I, Lot Abby just did some filing for me, so I, I didn't have anything cool. I was like, well, <laughs> gotta get filed. Oh. Flat Abby, much like sober Abby, does not lead an exciting life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say, non racetrack Abby. Yeah, there uh, you go. Yeah, I'm like, when I say sober Abby, it makes it seem like I fell off the wagon. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, no, no, no. Just wait till Lent. Right? 
but yeah, no, we chatted with him last May. I mean, he was just excited, and yeah, I love his love his little personality. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did something with him in Texas, and he was fantastic. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm no, excited to see what he's going to do that, that sophomore year. And since now he's kind of like big man there on uh, Dale Coyne Racing. So Yeah, he's, he's their number one. Yeah. And he's just a number. We haven't talked about that. We did talk about that. Did we? Yeah, we talked about it last time. We talked about all the moves in the silly season. Oh. Why? What's yeah. this number going to be? 18? Yes. Yeah. In the Vassar Sullivan car. Wait, is yep. he? A- oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I was thinking, okay. So he's 18. I was thinking he was going to be 55, but that's Palu. Yes. Whose that's car right. looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, I love that color. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm just excited there's a lot of color also right now in the paddock because it makes me happy. Well, because, yeah, you remember when, a couple of years ago when all the cars were blue? Blue and white. Everybody's yes. cars oh, are my blue. Gosh. God, that was annoying. It was like, well, <laughs> a blue and white car's in the lead. It could be, I don't know, one of 13 people. A blue anybody. and white car passed a blue and white car, but is still trailing another blue and white car. So, I don't know, guys. But yeah. he's easy to identify because his roll hoop is a pink color. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, we have a very colorful paddock. Um, it's there's there are some really sharp looking liveries. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. It yeah, it, it seemed like finally everybody's starting to care about that kind of stuff and just how having a car that really pops is something that appeals to the fans. Yeah, definitely. It really is. I mean, and I yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So. All right. Well, we are. We are getting a little long in the teeth here. We are over so. an hour. This is it's it's been a while since we've had a over the hour. Wow. It has been. I know. Oh. All right. Well let's I wonder my dog's trying to get my attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> like also if anybody like me has four animals at the house, well it's outside time soon. Yep. Me <laughs> Who's too. the fourth animal? Oh well, okay, it's only three, but it feels like four. Okay. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's white flag with the thing you're most excited about for the month of May. Oh. I mean, you know that I always just love the, the Fast 9. I just love it. That's always been my thing in May. I can't not say I'm excited about it. That's always what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Race morning. Mm. That always does it for me. I mean, especially like when back in 17, when I was working with um, Buddy Lazier, I, I got to get in at like 430 in the morning. So I got out on the track and I took some pictures and and just race morning's always been my thing. I love getting there um, at like nine, nine thirty and watching the place fill up and sitting mm. there with my kids and. And just really enjoying as uh, it just it's really great when you get early, get there early enough and you just watch everything build. You know, it gets to like 930, 10, 1030, 11, and it just builds and the seats start to fill up and the the traditions start to happen. I mean, you know, that's what I look forward to every year. Mm, I do enjoy that. Molly and I enjoy getting there early. And yeah, it's like, yeah, I love when people do the. Uh 
time time fast forwarded videos. Yeah. Like oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's just it's wild when you watch it. You know, happen so fast. Yeah. And um, the other thing I the other thing I like is is Fast Friday and um, mm. the qualifying draw. I really I've I've been to that two or three times and I actually kind of enjoy it because that's like it's so traditional. You know, they've been doing that for how long, you know, and it, and it's just cool to watch them and see everybody come up on stage and reach in the bag and draw their number. And I know it doesn't the way things work now, it doesn't uh, mean as much anymore as far as when you go out to qualify. And of course, everybody qualifies the next day again. But just that that whole thing hearkening back to, um, you know, my days, just seeing that and then coming back the next day for poll day. Just a lot of great memories. Nice. I enjoy Yeah, I love all of qualifying weekend. It's yeah. yeah, it's there's so many things I love. I love I love qualifying weekend. I especially love our Saturday. Um, Saturday mm-hmm. Qualls is is like the only day that we're not quote unquote working. Um, so that's always one of my top days. Um, race day has a special place in my heart. Carb day does, but I think, I don't know. I think one of the, one of the days I enjoy the most is like the, the Wednesday or the Thursday before the 500. Cause it's like the last day before the crazy weekend where I say to myself every year, like, okay, you have to go to bed early because you're not going to get lots of sleep the rest of the weekend. But I never do because I never can. Cause I'm just so excited. And it's like the last day before people start coming into town and arriving. Mm-hmm. It's that, that calm before the storm hits. And yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. And living here in Speedway, you know, like it'll be, it'll be Wednesday for me this year. Cause I work that Wednesday. And then when I get off work, that'll be it until the following Thursday. And, uh, yeah. So I think that this year it's going to be that Wednesday when I walk in my apartment at eight o'clock and I'm like, I'm in race mode, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So oh, man. All right. Is it May yet? Is it May yet? We've got that May feeling. Oh, uh, uh, we do, which Molly almost caught me. I almost forgot. Um, that is our hashtag. Well, not our hashtag. It's the IMS's hashtag. <laughs> I know. I've got to quit doing ours. that. <laughs> it's not ours. Um, not ours. Ours, the collective Indy 500 fan fan group. Um, so, but yes, that is the uh, the hashtag or the theme this year, that May feeling. So you can find that on all their social media. But more importantly, you'll see us using that on all of our social media. You can find links to all that at www.fastcarsfastgirls.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we put our episodes up on YouTube as well. And we also have a TikTok. If you don't know what TikTok <laughs> is, don't worry about it. It's not. If you don't know to ask somebody. Well, so if you don't know. Ask a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> ask ask one of your kids or grandkids they know what it is um but www.fastcarsfastgirls.com is where you can find access to all that you can also find molly's blog and um links to uh listen to the podcast which we would appreciate if you would subscribe rate and review all that good stuff and uh, one last time for the kids mike tell everybody where they can find you you, you can find me at 15daysinmay.com and you can find me on SoundCloud under the Rumble Strip. Here, let me like be that. my mom. Is it 15 as in the number one five? Or the number, yes. Yes. <laughs> 15 days in May. I enjoy so that. Somebody enjoy out that there title. would have written it out. I mean, like, hey, not there. So, yes. We also will link everything, of course, 
when this drops because thank you, thank you, thank you for spending the time with us today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me on. This has been great. Yeah, you're very welcome. We enjoyed it. So, all right, guys. Well, give uh, Mike's Mike's blog a read and his podcast to listen, and make sure to say hi to him at a track and. As always, say hi to you two favorite girls, and if you're too far away, just take a creepy picture and tweet it to us, because we find it hilarious every time. Yes. We really do. (laughs) Especially, a shout out, I don't remember who it was, but the best picture of last year was the guy or girl who who took a picture of us climbing up that hill at Barber and said, I don't know, I feel like you can see the elevation changes pretty well. (laughs) So kudos to you. I don't remember who did it, but that photo is still saved on my phone and it makes me laugh every time I look at it. So, oh, all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye. All right. Bye.